three, two, one. And hello, everybody. Welcome to SEN Afterlife. I am Jay Wade. And I'm Kaylin. And holy shit, fuck Batman, have we got one today? <laughs> That's right, guys. We are now on episode number five of this SEN Live After Show. And uh, Kaylin and I are pleased to welcome our guest this week. He is on a YouTube channel, Star Wars Explained, with his wife, Molly, who has also competed in the Schmodown Star Wars division. He is right now the movie trivia schmodown Star Wars division champ. He will also be defending that title tomorrow at the Schmodown Spectacular 4. So we're, we're looking forward to that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Wookiees and Ewoks alike, Alex the Demon Damon. Welcome, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm still not used to the Demon nickname. I don't know why. <laughs> You know, I was, I actually, uh, our producer, our producer here, Josh, uh, about an hour ago, uh, we, he and I were talking about your nickname and I said, I was thinking, I was trying to figure out what the demon has to do with Star Wars. And aside from that, he's just such a nice guy. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I well, Christian told me that it was just because of how quickly I answer the questions and I guess it kind of sounds like Damon. Yeah, it that, definitely that's my best yeah, I, I remember the first one, I was the explainer. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And then the second time I walked out, Christian just called me the demon. And I was like, oh, okay. So you had no clue that was coming then, <laughs> no, the second no. time? Not at all. That's interesting. You, But you didn't mind, obviously. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. it, it just just pulling one, pulling one out on you right there on the spot. Go, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> So we all know you, uh, everyone in this space knows you, of course, from uh, the Star Wars division of the Schmodown, and of course from your podcast, um, Star Wars, Exp or uh, I'm sorry, your YouTube channel, Star Wars Explained. So how in your life did you actually get into Star Wars? Uh, that's my dad's fault. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, we, we were just out and about. It, it, I, I'm from Atlanta, and in 96, the Olympics were here, and I, we were down at the Olympic Village before the Olympics were here, but I, there were a bunch of people in costume, and to this day, I don't know why, but one of them was Darth Vader, uh, and I just kind of got fixated on that character, and I had to have been eight or so, and so my dad started explaining to me who Darth Vader was, and uh, that was my very first introduction to Star Wars. That night, we went home and watched uh, a VHS that they had my parents had taped off of like TBS and so we watched the movie and fast forwarded through commercials and I fell in love with it and I think I watched that tape until it broke and then they bought me the whole trilogy oh wow so you it's been a part of your life's your entire life essentially just about yeah wow and so at what point in your life did you decide okay I'm going to devote a, you know, a big chunk of my life to Star Wars and start this YouTube channel. So what was that journey like? Uh, that was in 2014, and it kind of built up from just a love of trivia in general. Um, I mean, growing up with Star Wars, I had a friend who lived down the street, and we just read all the books together and then, like, uh, go to school the next day or be on the bus and be like, oh, did you read this or did you read that? And then we would get reference books and 
the essential guides to characters and vehicles and stuff. And we just got really into the trivia side of things. And for some reason, it all stuck in my head. And I've always just been good at Star Wars trivia. Uh, Then there's this convention called Dragon Con in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And it is very, it's just fantasy and sci-fi and that's it. And they have an insanely difficult uh, Star Wars trivia competition every year. I first tried it in 2012 and did okay. And I was like, I could do better. And then I did it in 13 and 14. And every year I was like, I could do better and I should be studying. And if I just studied, I would maybe win. So that was really the inspiration was trivia. And I started making videos that were basically just videos of my own research and saying like, here's a minute on a character. Here's a minute on a planet just trying to get that stuff into my head. And I didn't really expect it to be like, I'm going to devote my life to Star Wars. It was just studying for a trivia contest, but people seemed to enjoy it and started subscribing and it grew wildly out of control. (laughs) Yeah, because your YouTube channel used to be called Star Wars Minute. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my So my husband and I subscribed to it long before... uh, we even like connected it to the Schmodown and to Collider and all of that. And then at some point we're like, Hey, he's wait, these things are crossing paths. This is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I was star Wars minute because at the time, uh, every star Wars video that I saw on YouTube was like 20, 30 minutes long. And I was like, I don't have time for this. So I was just like, I'll I'll read Wikipedia and I will then distill it down into just here are the basics about character. Uh, I had no idea at the time that there was a podcast called Star Wars Minute, uh, a really great podcast. And then as we both continued to grow, uh, they very nicely were like, hey, would you mind switching your name? And I was getting away from the minute thing anyway. So, uh, yeah, I, I switched, but they are super cool guys. Well, that's awesome. I wonder if you and them ever got crossover by accident. Like someone's like, I really like this YouTube channel. Let me see if I can find it in podcast form or vice versa. <laughs> and and Probably, they, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I take it you're, you're uh, keeping up with everything Star Wars right now? <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, all the, the Mandalorian, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I hear there's a movie coming out soon. You hear? Oh. I hear talk of that, too. But yeah, I, 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 that's oh, yeah. basically my job now, is I've just taken <laughs> it upon myself to read, watch, play everything that comes out, and keep up with the new canon. Awesome. Yeah, and, and speaking of the, uh, of the Mandalorian, and I kind of want to tie this kind of a double question here. I want to tie this in with trivia, actually. Um what are your thoughts on the Mandalorian so far? And if they were to introduce um, trivia questions right now, just on the first, on the first uh, uh, five episodes, four or five chapters that we've seen so far, depending on if you've watched chapter five yet, no spoilers. um, How do you think you would fare in a Mandalorian trivia contest right now for the episodes that you've seen so far, as well as your thoughts on it? I think I'd do pretty well because it's so new that they haven't had to mine for deep questions yet. Uh, that's what, like if I ever spin 
The Last Jedi, or if I spin solo in round two, I'll be like, oh, great. Because so many of the other categories have just been asked to death, and you're you're only getting deep cuts now. So I feel like the questions would be pretty softball for The Mandalorian. Uh, and as for the show itself, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I knew I would like it, but it's different than I thought it would be, but in a good way. It, it's beating my expectations. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite episode so far? Oh, three for sure. Uh, nice. that, 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 I, I don't want to get into spoilers, but just there's something in that episode that I was like, I never thought I would have seen this in live action. And the fact that we are, it's, it's just a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah, For see, sure. if I if I would have thought about it, I would have come up with a few questions, some real deep cuts from the Mandalorian, <laughs> like, uh, like you know, in Episode Two, how many blaster blaster bolts do we see? Just really oh try God. to stump you. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I don't, man. Jay. Wait, I don't know if between you and me, we're the people to come up with deep cut Star Wars no. questions. <laughs> no, I tried. Believe me, I I had this grand idea I pitched to Kaylin last night, like, but I was just I I could not come up with anything. I was yeah. like, man, there's just no. The only thing I could really think of was, um, which I'm sure you know this, but uh, what is the name of the owner of the most Eisley Cantina during New Hope? Chowman. Yep. See, I knew you'd knew that, but that's like to me, that's a deep cut, you know. So oh, that's a deep cut. Wow. Yeah. No, that that's definitely a deep cut. Is the name even ever stated in the actual in the movie? movie? Uh, no. 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 It's just like an IMDb kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Wikipedia yeah. all the way. <laughs> so you mentioned also Star Wars Episode Nine, Rise of Skywalker. Is it the Rise of Skywalker? Or just Rise of Skywalker? The Rise. It is The Rise. Okay. Not that the, the thes. The thes don't matter because there's more than one word. Um, <laughs> we've learned from watching yes. Schmodown. So um, what sort of theories? Have you come up with any theories of your own? Or are there any theories floating around out there that you really adhere to and are kind of hoping happen in Episode 9? Because I'm sure there's like a billion of them out there. Probably my biggest hope is that i really want to see a stormtrooper rebellion uh and the fact that we're getting these sith troopers who have red armor and that's a very stark contrast to the white uh my hope is that the first order stormtroopers just your standard white ones are going to follow finn's lead and uh join the side of good and the Ooh. red sith troopers will oh. be the enemies and so we can very clearly tell who's good and who's bad in this final battle. Uh, but I, I love that idea that Finn isn't just a bug in the system. He's kind of showing the way and will help his former peers turn. And I also think that that's just a nice arc to give the stormtroopers because these white armored faceless troopers have been a part of every single star Wars trilogy. And I really like the idea that they kind of get to collectively have their own redemption. That's really, I really awesome. Like that. Yeah. that is something I never would have thought of in a million years. Well, and see, I personally have just stayed away from a lot of stuff because I'm like, I just want to go in as blind as I can. But obviously, with it being your job, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> That's so... why I, I, I try to do that as well. I don't look up theories online. So this is just from reading everything else and seeing like, 
they really are touching on certain things a lot in the comics and the books. And I wonder why that is. And my hope is that it will be uh, for, for this specific thing, but I'm, I'm trying not to get my hopes up about it where if it doesn't happen, it's like, well, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I think that's, that's sort of what happened with the last Jedi to a lot of people. I think it wasn't that they hated it as much as they think they do. I think it's that they had so many ideas and when the movie wasn't what their ideas were, they just rebelled whereas i went into it with no ideas i was just like i'm gonna see more of these people yeah (laughs) um as you can tell i'm very casual star wars fan so uh not i I don't have all the deep knowledge and all the connections i don't even have i mean my husband can talk about this stuff way better than i can and absolutely loves talking about it um so i should have made him come in here and talk to you a little bit he would have been (laughs) so excited yeah, um, I I love talking about Star Wars. I'm not the the most knowledgeable guy, but I, I'm the guy who I know I know quite a bit about the movies more than the average fan, and I certainly know uh, a lot more of the book, comic, uh, animated canon than the average fan would, at least around where I live. But then, to be honest. Most of my fan or most of my friends are the Marvel fans, and that's something I don't get. But you give me Star Wars, ugh! I like you, Alex. I grew up on that. I mean, we didn't have we had New Hope on VHS, but then uh, we had um, was it Empire Strikes Back? We had on the uh, the big discs. I laser can't remember. Disc? <laughs> yes, laser disc. I wore that thing out, man. And then we had VHS for Return of the Jedi. But, yeah, um, oh, I just love Star Wars. But, yeah, there's no way I could ever compete in just Star Wars questions. I think my brain would fry. Um, so, yeah. You're when, a when, beast. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when I first uh, saw you come on there, introduced, and I put the connection together, like, Kaylin, I was a subscriber before I realized you were uh, in the Schmodown. And I was like, yes, dude. Um, I'm, I'm curious how, what, how did you get introduced to Christian and how did you get your way into the Schmodown? Uh, I think my first Schmodown match that I saw online was the one with Freddie Prince Jr. and Sam Witwer. And Mm. that obviously pulled me in. And then I got hooked onto just the Schmodown because I, I like movie trivia and in general, so I would just watch along and I was having fun with that. And then at Star Wars Celebration 17 uh, in Orlando, they they were doing a live one there. And so I think I had just randomly started following people on the Schmodown and on Collider Jedi Council. And one of them was Ken. And then Ken reached out to me and was just like, oh, thanks for the follow. I'm a fan of your stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. And we just started talking. So... Then when we got to uh, Celebration, we just started running into each other, and he was, like, very cool in helping me getting into, like, the Schmodown-specific panel, because we're at Celebration to have fun, but also we have a lot of work to do. And so he was like, don't worry, you're going to have time to do your work, just, like, come into the side door, and that was all a lot of fun for me. But, uh, yeah, we just met... Ken and Christian and Mark and everyone from Collider at that celebration. And then Christian was like, do you have any interest in doing this? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> so 
that, that was it. Awesome. Now, are you actually living in Los Angeles? No, uh, I still live in Atlanta. Okay, so you fly out there for yep. matches. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that is commitment. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's you know part of the brand, I guess. Like, I, it's yeah. a business expense in my opinion because yeah, uh, if I'm supposed to be talking about Star Wars, it's good to occasionally prove that I can talk about Star Wars. Oh, I think you've more than proved that you can yeah. talk about Star Wars. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, and and you should definitely be hitting Christian up for a spot. Uh, on a live schmodown when they go to go to Atlanta, be like, dude, I have to be in this one. Oh yeah, I saw they're doing that in February. Yes, I believe so. I might, yeah, I might. We'll see how tomorrow goes, but uh, I might try for an inner geekdom. I've had my eye on doing that for a <gasps> yeah. while. Well, all the times you've flown out to L.A., man, come on, Christian, put the guy up uh, up uh, up there in his hometown where he don't got to travel across the country. <laughs> I mean, I'll at least be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, yeah. So, of the competitors you've actually played against so far, who would you like to play again? And of whoever is out there, whether it's in Star Wars or now you've mentioned Inner Geekdom, who you have not gotten to play, who would you love to play? Well, I mean, Sam Witwer is my white whale at this point. Uh, I, I don't know that. I, I totally understand that he is super busy and can't just commit time to be in a trivia contest, but right. I still want to crack at him. Um, I, man, I, as for inner geekdom, I would love to play like Smets or Kalinowski, but I'm also, I know that they would just rip me apart. Like I would need to have a really lucky day <laughs> to go toe to toe with them or Cushing as well. So I don't know that that's a, tough one other than star wars what would you think your what what would your strong category be would you would you say uh middle earth is probably right like Mm -hmm. on par with my star wars knowledge indiana jones uh even though that doesn't have its own slice but it is part of inner geekdom uh marvel i'm okay at like marvel the mcu is my casual fandom where i just like i go and i watch the movies and i have fun and that's it. Like, I want to keep up with the universe, but I don't read the comics and I don't get into, I don't get into it as deeply as I do with Star Wars. So that is very hit or miss for me. So with the spectacular happening tomorrow, um, how are you feeling about going up against um, Kelly? Scared. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> at Celebration, that was her first time competing. Uh, there was a question that she got. I think it was her last question. And it was, what's what blue droid is uh, Leia's assistant in The Force Awakens? Something like that. And I remembered that it was it started with PZ. And that's all I had. And I think that probably would have been accepted. But she just busts out PZ4CO. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, she really, <laughs> really knows her stuff. <laughs> uh, and she just barely didn't win uh scrimshaw squeaked it out at the last second and then i was watching her latest match with uh, andrew and Mm -hmm. i was playing along and if i had gotten all of her questions i would have beaten her but if i were in andrew's seat and i got all of his questions she would have beaten me by one point so like wow it's anyone's game she she really knows her stuff 
Oh, wow. Oh, I'm so excited for this. I really am. And you know, of the spectacular matches, that is the one that I'm like, I have no idea how this is going. Like, yeah. I mean, you yeah. never do because you don't know what you're going to spin. You don't know what questions you're going to get. But I'm really like, I have no idea. Also, because we have so, so much less tape on anyone in Star Wars versus other categories where they play matches all, all the time. So, yeah. oh, so, well, I'm excited for it. And we're, of course, always rooting for you. Well, we root for everyone. It's hard <laughs> yeah. not to root for everyone. But, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm excited for you. And I know that you're going to do great. So, uh, Jay Wade, you got some last questions you want to ask? Yes, ma'am. I sure do. Uh, Alex, uh, this, this question actually submitted by our producer, Josh, he also does a podcast for Merc with a Movie blog, which he is the owner of, called Talkin' Schmodown. Um, but he wrote out this question, and boy, it's, it's a good question. It, it's, a little, it's a little hefty here, but I really like it. Are you ready? Yeah. Um, as you continue to win and, uh, and be dominant in the Star Wars League, and the fans rise you t- higher and higher on the pedestal of Legends, have you noticed the pressure getting bigger and bigger, or do you just approach it each match the same on their own? Uh, I think I just approach it the same. Honestly, I think that it's almost gotten easier just getting used to being in front of that many people, especially like almost all of my matches I feel like have either been big events or they've been live. I think this is my third live one. And you just got to like go in with the understanding that to a degree it's out of your hands. I mean, I think every time I played Joseph Scrimshaw, he's gotten a question that I have just, I just thought was absurd and <laughs> it, it it's partly luck. So uh, I don't know. I just go in hoping to have fun and you know, if I lose, I lose. It's okay. Uh, I'll I'll come back and I'll win the belt later. Like that. I like that attitude, man. Um, this this question just popped into my head as you were as you were talking there. Um, of of all the people who you have played, was there anyone that you just went in thinking you were going to dominate them, completely confident, and they came out completely shocking you as to how close it was and how well they did. Is there any one one specific time you can remember that? Not really. Uh, everyone has pretty much like made it difficult for me. I, I think all of my matches, except for the against poor Bruce Green, which was like, he didn't have any time to prepare. It was so not fair for him it, it, it i was bummed for him but every other match when people had a chance to study and everything i, I think it's gone to the last question so yeah everyone <laughs> always comes out to play it just it, you just make it look so easy and like you said it, it they're they're all really close matches but i don't know for some reason you specifically to me just make it seem so easy dude and I, it amazes me to watch. Um, but uh, curious, with the draft coming up this coming season, who would you like to draft you? I'd be happy with anyone. I uh, Smets told me they had their eye on me. Uh, oh. I mean, I, I like Emma a lot. I'll, whoever, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not really picky. 
I, I was honestly kind of surprised that uh, Star Wars was going to be included in it. So I'm like, yeah, I'm excited to just be involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, we're definitely going to be watching that draft and uh, good, good luck on this week's uh, or on the, uh, this year's draft. Um, good luck on tomorrow's showdown, dude. Just Wow. I, I can't tell you how excited I am for this. I, I love, of all the trivia, the Star Wars just, it excites me more than anything. Um, and, and on that note, I do have one final question for you. It's a trivia question. Okay. Now, yeah, this, is a, this is a common question asked, and it's been debated for years and years. But there, there's <laughs> only, <laughs> there's only one really correct question. Now, this is, this this is a trick question, dude. In the infamous New Hope Cantina scene, yep. who shot first? I mean, do you want? If they ask the real me that, answer. yeah, it's give Greedo. it to me. It's Greedo. What? But if if well, listen, that's what happens in the special edition, and that's what's canon now. But if they asked me that on stage, and I knew that they wanted Greedo, I still might say Han Solo. Okay, let me revise it a little bit then. Okay, okay. <laughs> In the original theatrical cut, who okay. shot first? Now, yeah. now, listen to the wording. Who shot first? Well, I mean, Han was the only one that shot. Thank you. I've been having that debate with people for years with the Han shot first shirt. My saying <laughs> is, Greedo never shot. Yeah. I, I think, um, is it uh, Darina who says, Han shot only. Oh, I've not heard her say that, but I really Han like shot that. Han shot only. It's not yes. Han shot first. Han shot only. Now, being young and not having parents who cared about Star Wars, <laughs> um, I have not had the pleasure of seeing some taped version of the original or oh, anything man. like that. So I have no idea. Um, <clears throat> and that really hurts my heart that I cannot see the original original trilogy you know like in its real original form and yeah. i don't know anyone who is hardcore of enough fan to like i know people are like yeah i saw it in theaters i remember doing that but not mm -hmm. hardcore enough to be like this is what happened and this is how awesome it was and um uh, but i do absolutely love listening to the star wars trivia because it blows my mind like, I can hang a little bit in the other categories. I cannot hang in Star Wars. I'm just like, <laughs> this is so far beyond me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. every time they go deeper and deeper. And there, there were questions the last time where I was just, I, I don't even know. So now every time I study, I'm going deeper and deeper and hoping it's deep enough. Yeah. And, yep. Well, keep at it, bud. You're doing great. Um, uh, really looking forward to the match. And uh, no matter what happens, like you said, if Kelly takes you, then you can just come back and take it right back from her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Alex, we uh, we appreciate you giving us your time very much. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug, your YouTube, anything at all? Uh, feel free to do so. Yeah, sure. Our YouTube channel is Star Wars Explained, and we're on twitter and instagram and facebook and all those places uh and we we talk about all the new star wars content kind of from a trivia point of view excellent awesome. excellent again thank you very much and uh everybody be sure to check out the uh movie trivia schmodown spectacular four 
That is tomorrow, and uh, Alex here is defending his title in the Star Wars division. Uh, have a great, great week, sir, and good luck to you. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, everybody, we will be right back after this very quick promo pause for some other podcasts from Merc with the Movie Blog. See you on the other side. Hey everybody, Sean and Wade here to tell you about our new review show following each episode of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. Dude, yes, Boba Fett! Not exactly, Wade. Set in the Star Wars universe, The Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi and follows a Mandalorian bounty hunter beyond the reaches of the New Republic. Yeah, Boba Fett. Did you even watch Return of the Jedi? Never mind. Join us here every week on the Merc with the Movie blog feed. <laughs> Thank God Kaylin will be here too. I don't think I can handle Wade on my own. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, Schmodown fans, this is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talkin' Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, Outlaw! Or the emotional retirement of the Shirewolves, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. Hey, it's Sarah, and I'd like to tell you about Afterlife. It's a weekly Collider Live after show podcast where Mike, Sean, and I give our takes on Roxy and Dorena's annex, on Yodi's producing skills, and whatever Cody and Alex are up to in that booth. In addition to having guests, we expand on the crew's discussions and add our own craziness to the mix. You can find the show on Merkwin and Movie Blog Feed on all the podcasting platforms. See you soon! And be sure to check out those other shows that you just heard about from Merc with a Movie Blog. Um, you can find that wherever you find podcasts. So we just had Alex Damon on, and that was mm-hmm. a really great interview. Yeah, he's fun. He was. I, I don't. Was I don't think I could ever know an eighth of the Star Wars stuff that he does. I don't <laughs> think I could ever know one one hundredth of what he knows. <laughs> and you're a math teacher, so that I mean that's a that's a hefty statement coming from you. <laughs> college math that. at that so yeah that means a lot oh my god well <laughs> okay so we know that tomorrow he's competing for one of the belts that are up for grabs tomorrow at the spectacular so why don't we go ahead and jump into our conversation about the schmodown from this week so let's see this week we had round three matches and there was um, Shazam versus the Looney Bin and the family versus who the boss. So we can start with Shazam versus the Looney Bin. Um, Shazam ultimately won. 
But there was a really interesting challenge in the middle of that that I know you're not too thrilled with. No, I'm not thrilled at all. And um, now, now I want to. I just want to. You know, as always, whenever I'm talking about things and I'm not happy with something or I disagree with something, like in the big scheme of the world and life, it is so insignificant. Like I'm not. It's not something that's life altering for me, but. This call on the uh, on the American psycho question it, it kind of pissed me off a little bit. Um, they they came back. Well, okay, so first of all, the question the, the category was horror, not even horror thriller, horror, and the in the the answer was American Psycho. And Drew video Drew challenged it, um, saying that it's not horror. They they took they took a minute or however long it took to check it out and they come back and they ruled that it was not listed as a horror. Now I'm correct about that, right? Right. So okay. Um, yes. What I remember is the actual category was horror thriller, but within the words of the question, it said this horror movie, blah 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 blah. So okay. they made it out like it was a horror movie. And she argued it was not. They went to IMDb. It's not a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even, Thriller wasn't even listed either. It was, yeah, it was like crime drama or something. Yeah, so it, it was not a horror movie. So it's in the category of horror thriller. It's not a horror. Was it in the category of horror thriller? That was the category, but in the wording of the question, it yeah, it just but it still horror, horror is the main focus. Yes, yeah. Know? I just wanted to make sure because it's you know, like you said, it had horror in the in the in the uh, in the question, so perhaps it wasn't horror through. But I was ninety nine percent sure it was the category was horror. Okay, so okay, so the point is, it was ruled that it's it's not listed as a horror. So, therefore, the entire question should have been thrown out. The category is horror. And so if you're not going to ask a horror question, then it might as well be miscellaneous category. Um, but I don't know. I don't. And from what I understood, the reason they ruled the way they did and, and allowed the points to be kept by the other three competitors then gave another question to video drew was because the other three competitors all got the right answer and they didn't want to penalize them for answering right when the schmodown uh uh company and whatnot company you know what i mean corporation um when they messed up on their end but that doesn't matter i mean it's it's the game and they were in a specific category it wasn't in that category. It should have been completely thrown out and a new question asked to everyone. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I do find that, I don't know if you've noticed this, I feel like when Mark or Christian is on the desk, they tend to try to be more compromising with things. When, I mean, this is a game. It has rules. Mm -hmm. It has um, stakes. And not everyone gets a trophy because they participated. Exactly. So, so I feel like you're going to have to make some tough calls. You're going to have to piss some people off. And I think you need to look more closely at the rule book. And obviously they don't have an official rule book, but they do have precedent. They do have the rules that they have stated. And 
I have not thought about it the way you have until this moment. And I can totally see that point of view, though, that if if you're saying this movie is not in this category, then it cannot be a valid question. Therefore, you know, it needed to be thrown out. And that could have changed some stuff. Um, because yes, it very well could have. What ended up happening was it, that question ended up being a wash. Everyone ended up getting the points because um, the other three players at the table all got that right. Video Drew got her replacement question right. So, uh, But imagine if she'd not gotten that question right. That would have been like a double FU kind of. Yeah, and what if the replacement question, which, I mean, I don't know. Maybe everyone would have gotten that one right too and nothing would have changed. But maybe a member of Shazam had, would have gotten that one wrong. Yeah. So yeah, I, can totally I, see I feel really from. bad for for that call, man. It just uh, I'm just gonna say it, man. I in my opinion, and I ain't I ain't like seriously mad at anybody, but in my opinion, as a fan of the game and of sports in general, um, that was a piss poor call, um, and I feel bad for uh, video drew and tom they played excellent i mean excellent um i don't know that's how i feel about it win the challenge to an extent yeah but but you can't like you said there are rules there are rules or there aren't rules you know what i mean it's like you get pulled over for not wearing a seat belt you know now if i have it under my arm so like it's half on but it's not clicked in is the cop gonna be like oh well it's kind of half on and not you know it's it's almost there so you know you tried and and you're close so we'll just we'll call it a wash no ticket it's cool just make sure and click it in now you know and and maybe that's a bad example but you 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 get what i'm saying and and yeah. i really hope that and christian said that they're going to make like an official rules book and all of that crap next year and that's awesome i real i haven't heard if he said that they will but i really hope he makes that public for all of us fans to be able to read and break down and follow um, along i when they announced that on backstage i wrote in the question and said will you make that public to the fans and he basically said i don't know about that that'll open a can of worms and then moved on so i don't like i don't understand what is there i don't know i'm not saying that he's trying to hide anything but i'm but you know it's when you know when you've got rules and it's like like if baseball you know they're like we're changing up some rules next season um, and we're making out this whole new big rule book, and we're giving it to all of the managers. Each player on each team is going to get this new rule book. All the GMs, everyone's getting one. And then it's like, but we're not going to tell you fans what the rules are exactly, you know, because it might open a can of worms, whatever that means. And what, like, for the general fan uh, who's super casual, they probably could not care less. But for people like us who are, you know, talking about the stuff and analyzing it, I, I'm I'm I have built a mental rule book just out of stuff I've heard the people on the desk say. Yeah. So, and you don't know when something changes, and I still don't fully understand the whole the thing. You know, when you have to, I I know that if it's there's only one word after it, you have to put the the if it's there. Um, but if it's more than one word and there's no other movie with that title, you don't have to worry about it or whatever. But, I mean, I'd love – I'm a teacher, 
okay? At the beginning of the semester, you hand your students a syllabus. That is your rule book for the class. And everyone knows what the rules are. Everyone knows how they're being assessed. Everyone knows basically everything they need to know about the general setup of the structure of the thing that we have agreed to. And on top of it, I have to send it to the office and they keep a copy in case any random person walks in and is like, hey, I'd love to see a copy of the syllabus for this class so I can see what it's like. Like, mm. we don't hide them. They're out in the public. Oh. So, yeah. I don't know. I feel like he... I mean, I get maybe not wanting the first draft out there because it may have some issues and you may be tinkering with it quite a bit this first year because just things get written sloppily and then you realize that's not what we meant for it to say and right. have to fix stuff. Totally get that. But somewhere along the way, I'd love to see that rule book. Yeah, I would too. Um, yep. So the other round three match was the family versus who's the boss, which of course was – um, dramatic from the offset because it's Bateman versus Guy and them of course being the action guys and of course behind the scenes being very good friends um, you know very dramatic and then we have to keep in mind that all of this stuff is pre-shot so you can very much tell that this was back when Ben Bateman was very bad off um, mm -hmm. with his back um, because he was hobbling around on the what's it called? Uh, golf, golf club. club. Yeah. I, Which I is wanted, brilliant that he, you know, he was just I'm like, like I need a, a cane. Golf stick. <laughs> yeah, a golf stick. <laughs> a golf stick. Crooked <laughs> stick. Hit a little ball with a crooked stick, you chase it, and you hit it again into a hole. George Carlin had a bit about that. It was great. So, I really, really did not want Guy to win. Like, at all. I wanted, not that I wanted Bateman to win, I just I, didn't want Guy to win. I, I wanted Yodi to win more than I more than anything I wanted Yodi to win. Yeah. But I mean I don't really but between Bateman and Guy, I I'd rather Guy have won. <laughs> I mean he's definitely more fun, but I'm just thinking like Bateman's competing hurt. He you know, he's still doing True. very well considering he's gotta be in excruciating pain. And you know, the family wins and it is what it is. Now, something did happen in that match that I thought was really funny. Um, Dagnino came out <laughs> in, mm, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like fishing waders, sort of, or s something. But he wasn't wearing a lot of clothes under it. And Emma, just sort of under her breast, and it was just a very offhand comment, said that they really need to implement a dress code for the Schmodown. <laughs> I think at a minimum, between Dagnino and Snyder, they at least need a pants rule. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that was a little much. I feel like if you're going to get kicked out of a convenience store because of what you're wearing then you shouldn't be wearing it on the Schmodown. Well, I don't know. That's, that's the wrestling side of it, which is which is fun. Yeah, but they're also, I mean, I get that wrestling is family-friendly, sort of, but they're trying to be family-friendly. He was and, in boxers. It's not like he was in tidy-whities or anything. I know. I know Come on, Kaylin. You're so a college funny. teacher. You must just hear shit that's way crazier than that on a daily basis. Oh my god. Uh, speaking of which, yes. 
So I have this one class where I have to get onto them constantly about the stuff that they talk about, like between classes when they're just sitting there in the classroom. And now they're adults, but still, I'm like, okay, we we need some minimum level of decorum here, right? <laughs> um, they were talking the other day about how there's too many restaurants like Hooters and variations of Hooters where all a women's junk is hanging out, you know. <laughs> And I told them, I was like, oh, I listened to a podcast, which I was talking about the afternoons with Josh and Ken. And um, there was an episode where they were, ta- it was actually with Amanda and Ken. Um, and there was an episode where they were talking about for equality's sake, you need to have a version that's male waiters. Um, right. And that they would call it moose knuckles. So oh my then gosh. my students proceed to come up with all these different names for the male version of Hooters. And I'm just like, okay, stop it. We got to stop it. We need to get back to some math. Oh, there's, a, there's actually a chain. It's I don't know how big it is. I don't think it's like a huge chain, but there's one down around Cincy. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but something kilts or kilts and something. And like, it's got like buff guy waiters and they wear kilts and supposedly nothing underneath. Um, But I've never been there. I just heard about it maybe six, seven years ago when it opened and a bunch of the uppity people were getting upset about it and stuff. But I mean, it sounds, it's just, it's, (laughs) that's fucking funny. Oh my god, yeah. I want to go now, don't you? <laughs> oh, I can that, hear you typing right now, googling it. Kilts and something, or something and kilts. Yeah, I'm scared to know what would come up if I type that into Google. <laughs> so that resulted in the finals being the family versus Shazam. Yeah. And Shazam won. I wouldn't say handedly, but I mean... Dude, they was, stayed ahead. Yeah. I mean, they really it, did stay yeah. ahead. Who's the boss would have definitely given Shazam a, a bigger run for their money? I feel like that, too. I feel like Andrew, uh, yeah, Andrew Guy wasn't in it. I don't know why. I just yeah, feel he like... He definitely seemed out of it. He really did. And then at the end, he announced he was retiring from competitive play. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Okay. And, and, and now Christian said when they came back, Christian said that he had no idea, and you would and you would expect him to say that. And then Ellis was like, you know, saying how he had no idea. I could see his eyes, like you know what's going on. But now I'm more inclined to believe believe it when Ellis says it because Ellis just I don't really maybe he does and I don't notice, but I don't hear Ellis like play into that the the storylines as much or as well as Christian. It seems like Christian's Christian more into the storylines. What's that? I said I don't think Christian always tells him what's going on. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> um because he We just, verified that today on yeah, SE and Live. Yeah, when he said that he was like, wouldn't it be funny if Brett came to the free for all? And he's like, shut the fuck up. I know, um, right? Okay, but this has me thinking. Okay, Guy retired. They have not announced the 10th manager yet. I thought about that too. And 
why would they maybe not want to announce the 10th manager until now? Because that 10th manager had been a very active player up until now. So up until now, my bet has been pairing Nemiroff, but I'm changing it. I think it's Guy. I think he is the 10th manager, and that's why they could not announce it, and they're going to announce it tomorrow. And man, my money's been on Sam Levine. Ooh, that's a like choice. making a comeback into into play, um, but I don't. But but yeah, as soon as he retired, that same thing went through my head. As far as like, could he be the tenth manager? Yeah, so um, I I think that that could be what's in store for us at Spectacular. And so, I got something to tell you when when we're off air too. Okay. Ooh, interesting. A secret. Yes, it is. Okay, so Spectacular. There are five matches, and I want to just go through and see who we think is going to win each one. Yep, sounds good. And for the record, we are recording this the night before, so we have no idea how this is going to play out. Okay, so the first one is Bibbs versus Bateman. As much as it pains me to say I'm going to have to say Bibbs, he's he's just he's so damn good. But I love Bateman's spirit. I love how hard he's he's worked over the the last season or two, and uh, I would real I'd really like Bateman to to beat Bibbs. But I just I don't know, man. Bibbs is just so damn good. It's unbelievable. I have to say Bateman. I feel like Bateman's going to win. Bibbs gets in his own head. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like. I just feel like. It's going to be Bateman. Um, Okay, so Damon versus Kelly for the Star Wars title. Okay, now, if you would have asked me before Damon's last match, I would have, without hesitation, I would have said Damon all the way, you know, without doubt, dude, and and no second thought whatsoever. His last match was so close, and it, like, it put a chip in armor that I've not seen in, in that armor before and i think uh, i i don't know i'll be completely honest i'm i'm thinking lauren kelly is gonna take it i still think damon's gonna hold it because i just feel like she's very very good but i feel like he knows that and he's gonna be preparing i'm sorry laura kelly i really apologize laura um and and we're we have her book to uh, for next week's show, too. I really apologize. Um, my landlord, my new landlord's name is Lauren. Uh, so that's, and I just met her today for the first time. So I apologize, Laura Kelly. Well, you've never even met Laura Kelly, and you, you called her by the wrong name, which is fine. But you call me Sarah all the fucking time. And you <laughs> Where's know that me? mute button for you? <laughs> oh. Okay, Sarah. Count me okay, down. Sarah. I'm sorry. It's I'm sorry. I oh my God. I'm the counting Sarah. down thing all started with her on Go Get That Rose. She counts herself down. So that's be in in that's where that came from. So I think that's where it's the origin is just stuck in my head. But mm. sorry about that. I will I will remember Kaylin. Kaylin. <laughs> it doesn't bother me that much. I just have to screw with you. I know. And I need it. I need someone to keep me in line anyway. So <laughs> Okay, so the third match is going to be, if it happens, is going to be Founding Fathers versus... Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Um, The second match is the Star Wars? That's what I have written down. 
Okay, okay, I'm sorry. For some reason, I had it in my head a different way. I apologize. Go ahead. Uh, unless I wrote something down wrong, but... No, no, okay. you're right. I just looked at my notes that, that I ended up writing a couple days ago. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm so okay. damn excited for tomorrow night. I'm just like, I can't keep any of the matches in order, dude. I'm just like, I just want to watch them all. I don't care what order they're in. So, <laughs> so Founding Fathers versus Shazam. If... Roka can get it together to get there. Okay. So here's where I've got something to say about, about Roka and about all of this. Nothing bad, but um, I, have a, uh, I have a little prediction, I guess. Which is? Um, I think that, okay, I don't know whether or not Roka is really sick. And, and, and I'm not, like, saying anything bad one way. I'm just saying I don't know if he really is because um, – if he's not, then maybe what I'm about to suggest is was planned. If he is sick, then I think that he is definitely on the upswing. He knows he will compete tomorrow night. But either way, I think they're using his, his illness to kind of hype up tomorrow a little bit. And what I think is going to happen, this is just my prediction, um, what I think is going to happen is they will announce – that uh, that the Founding Fathers match will be postponed because Roka's too sick to play. I think they're going to go the entire night doing doing it as if it were normal schedule, and then after the singles title, Roka and Merle are going to come out, and, and Roka's going to be like, no, fuck it, I'm doing it. Nothing's going to stop this shit. You know, like, like I'm doing it. I'm pushing through, and they're going to make that the headlining and that's how they're going to make that the headlining match tomorrow night. I think that's what's going on. Whether or not he's really sick, I think they're they're that's what's going to happen. And if he is sick, then I'm then I hope you feel better, man. That really sucks. And good luck. Yeah, um I don't know if he is or not. But um I I mean Imagine how awesome that would be. It would be. It would definitely add a, a new level. But you still haven't answered my question. Who is going to win the match? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I I'm so excited about my theory. I'm like I'm like I don't care who wins. I just want them to do what I think would be cool. It's like the like the selfish fan I am, um, or my creative part, just thinking that would be kind of cool. Um, let's see. Uh, I I got to go with founding fathers, man. Uh, uh, Merle, Merle's just, he's on top of it, dude. He's just so damn good. And Roka also just so fucking good. And I, I think they're going to, I think they're going to keep it, man. I think they're going to keep it no matter who the fuck they play. I think Shazam's going to win just because either Roka is sick. And I, I believe that he's sick. I don't know if he would pretend to be sick. Um, but although he is an actor, um, uh, and that's going to affect his gameplay, of course. So I think Shazam actually has a really good chance of winning. Um, Bibiani is a very good player. Uh, Roka, if he is sick, will not be playing, be able to play, you know, his little... He won't be able to be as, like, tough or whatever as he normally is, where he kind of smack talks a little bit and whatever. And that's not Merle's game either. So they're less likely to fluster Bibiani than Bateman. I think Bateman could fluster Bibiani. I don't know if the Founding Fathers really will. Um, 
So I think Shazam has a good shot of winning. So, so far, we are opposite to each other across the board. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> um, the kid, he, he seems to get flustered sometimes and makes little mistakes. Like, uh, like for example, against the family, um, the, the and A mm-hmm. in the title of, of a movie. I can't remember what movie it was. Oh, yeah, the get into... He no, said it, them. He said get them to the Greek, and it was okay. get him to the Greek. Mm-hmm. And and just uh, and you know anyone can make that mistake, even Merle. You know, but he, I've noticed that he he gets he sent, gets a little excited, a little flustered, and and if he makes a mistake, he seems to he seems to have a harder time brushing it off as quickly as some other competitors. And and he apologizes a lot uh, to Bibiani for it, which is completely understandable. And I'm not knocking that, but I'm just saying that that might that might maybe play into it as well. Hmm. Okay. Well, we have for the Inner Geekdom title, Kalinowski versus Smets. Who you got there? Hmm. Man, that's a tough one. Because um, I mean, I've never been the biggest Kalinowski fan. Um, what? But. Yeah, I just I don't I tend I tend not to go for the heels, but the heels have been winning me over, and then that all started with Guy. He completely won me over. Um, but the thing the, the thing I love about Kalinowski is, um, dude, that match with uh, it, it was the one before. Uh, He's gotten emotional in a couple different matches, but that's the point is that I've liked when he's gotten emotional and he's cried after the, a couple victories, and you can tell that it's not all about a character. It's not all about that. Like, he really, really wants it, and he works hard for it. Like, Roka gets emotional. I love it when they get emotional and you can, and, and they and it, they break character because it doesn't matter who their character is anymore. It's that it's that they won and they've been working for it for so long and for so in in so hard, you know. So I love that about him, but at the same time, I just fucking love Smets, man. And I really want to see I really want to see him uh, take it take his career in the Schmodown to the next level. And in order to do that, he needs to pull out this this victory against Kalinowski. So you're saying Smets? Yeah, I think he's going to do it, man. I think he's been. I, I think he's going to do it. He seems dialed in. I'm saying Kalinowski. Um, oh. I, Shame I, we're not putting money on this, like five cents a, a match or something. I could afford that. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I just can't bet against Kalinowski. I've said it before. He was the nicest person I talked to. Everyone was nice, but he was just he talked and talked and talked to us and was so animated and so lovely and I just can't root against him. So I'm I'm rooting for him. Um, I think Smets will give him a run for his money, but I have to root for Kalinowski. Okay, so finals will be Oyama versus either Bibbs or Bateman. Now you said Bibbs will win against Bateman, so that means that in your uh, universe, Oyama's going to play Bibbs. So who yeah. do you think is going to win that? And man, see, I got a couple different ways of looking at this too. Because on the on the one side, like I said about Bibbs and Bateman, just Bibbs is just so fucking good. Um, 
I mean, I think I think he definitely can go all the way here. But Oyama just, he's a cocky little shit, you know what I mean? And I don't mean mm-hmm. that in a bad way. I just mean, you know, uh, his character, not him in real life. But his character, he's just a cocky little shit, and I love it. Um, and he's good, and he's he's newer to the game, and it would be so exciting to uh, to see the, to see this young cat take down a Bibbs or even a Bateman if it came down to Bateman. Um, so in my heart of hearts, I'm rooting for Oyama, but honestly, I think Bibbs is going to take it. So who do I put down, Bibbs? Yeah. Okay, well, I think that Bateman is going to win over Oyama. Like. That would be amazing. Well, and I feel like Bateman needs a victory given his uh, year in his personal life with, uh, I mean, having back surgery is no joke. And if he could win through all of that, I mean, that is pretty cool. Oh, and imagine the bragging rights and shit talking when he goes on SEN Live with Kate, you know, like, take that. I brought home the whole damn thing, girl. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, speaking of Kate, so this week in SEN Live uh, was very interesting, had a lot of stuff going on in it. And Ben, a different Ben, Ben Goddard, um, made a joke about Kate's vagina. And... It became controversial, not necessarily, I mean, like, not really about the joke specifically. It became controversial because um, it it seemed like Kate was offended. She said she was not offended. And then people attacked Ben for it. Now, my personal perspective is anyone can make a joke about anything. There are words I don't like. You know that. Um, They didn't use any of those words. But um, I am not offended that he made a joke about her vagina because she started it. She's the one who named right. it the Tharlac Pit. Exactly. But so if so if someone, I mean, it's, dude, if someone opens the door, then you've got yeah. every right in the world to jump right in. But I don't think his joke was funny. Right. Well, well, no. But I mean, I just wanted to. I, I yeah. see you didn't even catch what I just did, Kaylin Rose. I got you to admit that when someone else opens the door, then then the other person has a right to jump in, just like you opened the door on the Dirty Talk those two episodes in a row. Therefore, I had the right to jump in. So I just wanted to get you to confirm that, you know. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) Okay, but he had a right to make those jokes. I'm not offended by the jokes, but they were not – it was just not a funny joke. It was just not (laughs) – it fell flat. He didn't hit the punchline well. And I mean, he's not a comedian. So. And I'm not laughing at the joke. I'm laughing because, like you said, it just it fell flat. It did. So that's, I'm not offended by it. But, I mean, he, the next time it needs to really hit. Yeah, yeah. And he's got to work his way there. And I agree 100% with what Christian said when he told us that he told him he's like you have to earn it and he has right. not earned it yet but also kate posted on um twitter about it and i said uh, you know she she was she seemed genuinely concerned that people were attacking him over it and i said 
you know, you need to let them attack him. He needs to build some character. Yeah, I so, saw that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you're going to get attacked for stuff on the internet when you put yourself out there. So, you might as well oh, build sure. up the tough skin now. And boy, mm-hmm. is the Schmobot really giving him hell. And yeah. just people in general, they really like to attack Ben. And I missed Ellis not being on this week because I love it when the Schmobot annoys him. It's so great. Well, I think I think that people have to direct all of that energy somewhere. And we didn't right. have an Ellis. <laughs> we didn't have a Josh Robert Thompson. Um, and they cleaned you know, it up they, for Clark Wolf. They did. And look, they need to have Clark on. Okay, so I have a question. Yes. All the time that Christian was on Collider Live, Clark was never on there. Within a right. week of each other. So it's only been like a month since uh, they split. And within a week of one another, she was on both Collider Live and SEN Live. So was Guy and Bateman, too. Yeah. Like, why weren't these people on before? I get that the room was a little more crowded before because Christian was there and he had Kate there and he had Brett there. Well, at the beginning, he had Brett there. Um, And he sort of pulled some of those people with him. But, I mean, my God, like... This is competition, been great. perhaps. What competition, perhaps? Yeah, and it's, like I, I mean, and not from like it, I can't see, I can't see it from Christians in like him being like, you know, I'm gonna like I'm booking all these same people that they're. I, I'm saying, for, and and again, not in a shitting on any way, especially Mark Fernandez kind of way. I'm not doing that, but I'm saying business is business. They are technically competitors, regardless of if you can rewatch and re-listen later. They are competitors. And um, and I could see it as being like, like perhaps uh, the thought behind that is trying to keep a connection with Christian at Collider Live. I've not I've not paid attention to the views and stuff. I don't know if or how much the views have dropped from Collider Live since Christian's left. But perhaps that's like something to do with it. You know what I mean? They're having a lot maybe maybe that's it. I don't know. Um I when when they only had one week separated, um I looked at all that and it was really kind of up and down just depending on what they were talking about that day. At, for both of them, for SEN Live and Collider Live. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And I never paid attention to what their numbers were before. You know? Yeah, me neither. I just enjoy it. Yeah. Like this show here, I have no idea whatsoever how many listens we have. I don't care if it's none. I just love fucking doing this shit. I and, enjoy SEN and Schmodown. I love what Christian does. It, it helps me out. Like so many others have said, you know, it helped. It just, it helps out just getting through a day and, and not thinking about shit sometimes. And, you know, but, I just love doing this shit. So. But speaking of our listeners, we forget to ever tell them this, but if you go to the Anchor app, you can leave a voice message, oh. and um, the thing is, you leave it for Mark, and uh, just you have to indicate somewhere in there where the where it needs to go. You could even do that in the title. And we on this show, on our uh, Collider Afterlife show, on our Mandalorian review show, on Talking Schmodown, we could 
answer any of your questions or play any of your comments, whatever they are, um, and listen to them. And if they're shitty ones, as long as they're not like, you know, the, the, as long as they're not stupid, foolish shit, you know, but I mean, if you want to criticize us, I'll play it and I'll respond and I won't be a dick or nothing, but you know, give us your feedback. So if you're one of the three people listening to us, then please, (laughs) am am I being optimistic or pessimistic by saying we have three listeners? Well, that would, that two of them are my brothers. So to that one person (laughs) that that doesn't know it, doesn't know any of us. Thank you. Yes. Uh, But you do have more listeners than that. I know that for sure, but I don't know how many we have and I don't want to know. I couldn't care less. Oh, well, um, I do have to say this week's guests were, were fun. The the shows were fun. And okay. I never watched any iterations of Christian shows back when Bonnie Somerville was involved. I only know her as Mona from friends. That's it. Right. And so when she came in there and was, first of all, flirting with my woman, (laughs) Which I take offense to, but I'll let it slide this one time. Um, (laughs) But it led me to a question in my head that was just screaming in my head, which was how did the writers and producers and directors and whatever of the show friends take this vibrant, amazing, funny, hilarious, wonderful woman and give her no fucking storyline? She had no... There was just nothing. She was an obstacle for Rachel and Ross not to get together while Rachel was pregnant. That's all she was. She popped up here and there. Ross talked to her for like a second. And then their breakup was dramatic because Ross was, you know, trying to also be a good uh, baby daddy to Rachel and whatever. But they gave her no... Like, she could have been a real player on that show if they had noticed, like, hey, this woman has a personality. And a good one at that. So, that pisses me off. Because I always thought Mona was sort of a throwaway character because of how they, not because of her, because of how they wrote her. And, you know, what how they used her in the show. And I'm just like, she could have been so much better than that. This woman is amazing. Yeah, she's super funny. I mean, when you come out of the gate and you're like, yeah, you guys can, you guys can joke about my tits. I mean, dude, girl, you're funny as hell and it's going to be a hell of a good show. (laughs) You think Christian ever slept with her? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, I I don't, until you said, until you just asked me that, I've never thought that. And, and if I did or didn't think that, I wouldn't have anything at all to base it on, but oh, let me think. Um, they did say they've known each other a couple years longer than he has been married, but I yeah. don't know if he was already with, like, I don't know how long he and Sadie right. were together, but if there was some single Christian time up in there, you know, I wouldn't put he it past him. were friends, too, like, way back in the day before I really Christian. don't think they ever had sex. Well, like, I mean, I don't either, but yeah. I'm just saying, if we're going by what you just said, then Kate would be a possibility on that list, too, because she knew Christian before he was married as well. Yeah, um, but just, just vibes. 
I don't no, no, no. I get what you're him. saying. I get yeah. what you're saying. Um, he's definitely slept say, with Brad. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say yeah, and I'm gonna say that 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 was kind of a a, a secret, not a secret thing, but like a thing we weren't privy to when she made the the joke about Christian's wife having tell having told her that he had a sausage dick. <laughs> So may I'm gonna just I mean and, and it doesn't you know we're just ha- having fun goofing off here but since you asked I'm just gonna for the bit I'm just gonna go ahead and say yeah sure they have and that was like a little wink and a nod to Christian from her like yeah you know your wife AKA me said that you know you got a big sausage dick whether or not he does is irrelevant you know but sure I'll go with it sure they have what do you think. <laughs> Uh, well, I just felt like the energy between them was more similar to his energy with Katie Sackoff right. than to Kate. Right. Um, and they're, it's well known that they're exes and obviously have stayed really good friends and whatever. Um, but you know, once you've dated someone, you still have, a, you just have a certain kind of energy when you're around each other, even yeah. if you're still very good friends and know the other person's significant other and all that um so i just picked up on that i don't know if i'm just reading into something that's not there i don't know if it's just because she's a silly and flirty kind of person but um christian if you want to answer that question this coming week i'd really appreciate it that that's our question to you in fact okay i wasn't gonna bring it up because i didn't want to be that guy and i'm not gonna be that guy but since you just said that and it triggered this thought, and you know what I'm about to bring up. And, and, and I do. I'm not mad about it or anything. I mean, you know, whatever. But in, granted, it was only $1. But when you take that, when you add that $1 to the five ninety nine that I that I paid for, uh, that I gladly, gladly paid for the live stream tomorrow, I now have one dollar and one cent in my checking account. So just throwing that out there. My, my one dollar Streamlab question was not read today, and and I had you listen when you listened to it to verify, and you didn't hear it, right? I did not. Okay, so so just you know whatever, scratch that question. I'm definitely going to ask it again at a later date because I mean I don't care what you say, Kalen. That shit will be gold. At least it can be gold. Um, but so, so Christian, if you're listening here, in, instead of the question that you skipped over today for my $1, here's my $1 Streamlab question, if you could please answer this. Kalen, ask the question. Have you ever slept with Bonnie Somerville? <laughs> See, you like how I had the female host ask that question, kind of remove myself a little bit from any controversy. <laughs> so that's my, that is my $1 Streamlab que- question in replace of the one that you did not read today, which by the way, would have been gold if you go back and find it and, and you will, you'll see what I mean. It would have been absolute gold, but when Winston is on again, I will most definitely uh, ask it again. I'm not mad. I mean, shit happens. You know, you're doing a live show. Totally get it. So, um, but yeah, while we're we're talking to Christian, that's going to, that's going to be another soundbite I can add to all the sexual sounds that Kaylin makes that she doesn't realize she's doing while we're recording. 
Do you have a little file of them that you're going no, not to? No, I, I, no, I really don't. But like I've said, when I do the editing, I listen to each track individually all the way through. Um, and so, like, yours is one of the funnest ones. You and David. David tops everybody. Because, yeah, David tops everybody. Because I've never said this, but, like, what's going on in the background with David B. is fucking awesome. Like, um... He sits there hitting a vape pen the whole time. You can hear the you can hear the uh, glass in his in his little uh, whiskey glass shaking, and it, it, he don't hide it either. He blows it. He blows those vape hits right into the mic. He knows he's doing it, and he knows I hear it because I've brought it up before. I was like, "Dude, were you smoking the whole time last night, like vaping?" And he's like, "I always do." <laughs> um. I noticed one time, I the time that he jumped in randomly to our recording, that I could hear him, like, rummaging. Like, I could hear, like, I don't know if you can hear all this, but yes. it sounded like he was digging through a drawer. And I'm yeah. like, what is he doing? That was a, I'll just say it, that, that night was a bitch to edit his track because he was doing that while he was talking. So it's not like in between him talking that's easy i just i just highlight that crap and and uh and i i delete i delete it you know what i mean like i just make it smooth as if it's just quiet but yeah he was doing it while he was talking and i'm just like man this is rough <laughs> that's funny love but you while, while we have christian's attention i did want to tell you that you've been a very odd influence on my life because I was sitting in a faculty meeting of sorts and something got brought up about basically like um, students taking uh, bits and pieces of what you say out of context and then go and repeat it to administrators or whatever, you know, to get you in trouble, things like that. Um, and I won't go into details of specifically what was being discussed, but it was something along those lines. And I go, you know, this is happening in comedy stores where comedy clubs where they are banning cell phones and stuff now because people are doing that. They're taking one little bit of a joke and then making it construing it completely differently than how the joke went. And I'm telling them all about this and it's just crickets. No one cares about what I'm saying. And I'm just like, oh, I live a different life yeah. outside of work. Um, and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, it's getting so crazy. Pete Davidson, we found out this week, made his fans sign a $1 million NDA before his show. Okay, and, number and this one. is like after having bought the ticket and before admitting, admittance to the show. Uh, first of all, don't know if that's going to hold up in court because if you sign it, I you know what I mean? Know. I mean, I don't know. Contracts written on a napkin are valid if you sign it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I feel like a good lawyer could get you out of it somehow. True, but, true. A good lawyer can do anything. But what are our thoughts on having? cell phones in comedy stores, concerts, movies, etc. Um, it's the same as a teacher. I, even though what I'm making is not an art, I'm still in some sense performing. And you say things 
that if you clip it, I don't teach something controversial. So it's, I teach math, which I mean, it makes students cry sometimes, but it's not controversial in and of itself. But you could be teaching a class with very sensitive subject matter where things are going. Square decides it wants to transition into a circle. Oh, you hush. (laughs) Um, But you could where there are very sensitive topics being discussed and you're trying to make certain points, which means that you may say a sentence that if you just clip out that one sentence, you sound like a racist or homophobic or crazy lunatic. And that's not the point. The point was you were trying to say, like, some people would argue this and you're explaining it. So for that reason, I every time he talks about this, I feel for them on a personal level because I don't let students record me because God knows what little random comment I say or another student says that if you just clipped it out, you know, I could be fired or that student could be reprimanded, but that's not really what happened. Right. And so I feel for them on a very personal level. And as far as cell phones, like in concerts, I mean, it's whatever. Everyone's being loud and rambunctious and crazy and whatever. I don't think that's a huge deal. Movie theaters, it's just annoying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But in terms of comedy shows, anything where you are discussing something that could be sensitive, that could be misconstrued, um, or another reason why I don't like things being recorded is it's distracting. Like... You're sitting there trying to say something and you have a camera pointed at your face and you're all of a sudden like, wait, what? Like, and you weren't prepared to have a camera pointed at your face. Um, so I, I don't, I don't like them. Um, I, I, in my mind, there's a huge difference between an educator and an artist such as a comedian or a musician, completely two different arenas in my mind. Um, and and I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think that students now like how they do the, the locking your phones in a Ziploc bag um, before comedy shows. I'm okay with that. If it's um, like at the comedy shop or the comedy store and, you know, little place where like Christians talked about, you're working out your material, put them, right. in, put them, lock up the phones in, in classrooms, college classrooms and stuff like that. They should do the same thing at the door. Lock up your phones. You are here to learn and be educated. So that part of it aside, um, comedy shows like when you're like Kate was saying, you're on the low, like you're not working out your shit. This is your show. This is like a musician and, and you're and you are done with the garage band practice and, and you're out there on the road and this is the final product of your art you are presenting to the people. Okay. So, um, if I pay for that as a fan, then it's my prerogative right or wrong and whether or not other people like it and whether or not I like it when other people do it, it's each person's prerogative to spend that well or that hard earned money that they spent on that ticket. However, they choose to spend it. Um, a comedy, a comedy show. Yes. Ideally everyone will just put their phones away and just be in the moment and enjoy it in the moment. But that's not the way it goes. 
Now, if you wanna if you wanna do the whole bag thing and locking up the phones like Dave Chappelle does at the actual shows, I, I don't care. Like you know, I'm I'm against doing that really. But if if you wanna tell people you have to do this or you can't come in, then let it be on them. And if they choose not to, do the refund. The only issue I have with that really is. If I say I lock up my phone and I've and I miss a call that someone was in a bad accident and I'm sitting in there laughing my ass off while they're dying and I could have been there to see them in their last moments, like that's an extreme situation. I understand, but that's the that it's those kind of thoughts in the back of my head that, that occur there. But you know, I would be more inclined. Whatever you know. Um, but I don't think you should lock the phones up. I think that's stupid. Now, at concerts especially, give me a break. Um, perfect example, that Aaron Lewis, the singer from the old 90s band Stained, okay? Yeah. Um, he is I'm, – okay, I'm, I'm going to say it. He's such a fucking whiny little bitch, man. Uh, there are so many videos of him on YouTube doing his show. He's up there solo with his fucking acoustic guitar, which I'm not knocking on fucking acoustic guitars because I play one. But I'm just saying he's up there with his fucking acoustic guitar doing solo shit. He stops in the middle of shows and, like, starts fucking berating people for being on their phones. Now... I can understand, like, talking on your phone, verbally talking on your phone. That's annoying as fuck. It, but, I mean, as an artist, don't ever stop your fucking performance for one or, or two or three or four people out of fucking thousands who paid their money and traveled there to see your show. But this guy, man, he'll stop in the middle of a song, he'll point people out, he'll bitch about it, he'll whine and cry about, he. he's like, you know, I'm up here playing my art, I'm presenting you my art, put your fucking shit down and listen to me. Wow, wow, bitch, I paid for my fucking ticket, and if I want to text with someone, or even do my social fucking media while you're up there playing, I will fucking do it, fuck you, play your shit and shut up you've already got my money and and that shit kills me i hate those kind of musicians who do that shit i hate anybody who does that shit oh you paid me but look at me look at me just take my money do your job and shut the fuck up now i now now i'm not excusing assholes and people who are disrespectful that's beside the point though the point is you've got thousands or hundreds or thousands of other people who aren't being disrespectful, who are there and who are appreciating and enjoying your art. It's about them. It's not about the handful of dicks who are annoying you. Let them be dicks. Do your thing, man. Do your thing. Now, movie theaters, of course, fuck that shit, dude. You know, people being on a phone in a movie theater, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> There is everyone can see it and it's so distracting. But I do want to clarify something. I was equating being a teacher more so to like the comedy store, that kind of aspect. Oh, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's brand new every time. Yeah. Not and to mention you're there to be educated. You know, put all the stupid distractions down. Be educated. Well, even, I mean, there stupid. are even students who just 
want to record the audio of the class so they have it to listen to later. Like, they're not playing on their phone. They literally oh, just I turn see. on, like, and I even don't like that because you just never know, you know, and we're all human. We make mistakes. We say something we didn't mean to say, or you yeah. have, like, there are certain students you can joke with because you've built up a rapport with them. But if you just play the joke offhand, it sounds like you're being mean to them or right. something, you know, but it's really a continuation of an inside joke that's been going on all semester or something, you know? Um, yeah. So that sort of thing. Now, at an actual comedy show, it depends. If there's like 30 people in a very intimate setting and or i guess if there's 30 people then you're it's not much of a show but you get what i mean like if it's a an intimate more kind of show i don't like the cell phone thing only because things are probably a little right. quieter a little calmer and you're going to be distracting more like yeah. in a movie theater but like not like a coffee from, shop acoustic set yeah yeah like that like if if the person next to you has their phone out you're going to be like what the fuck are you doing but if you're at a Dave Chappelle show or one of these where it's going to be one of those huge theaters sold out. I mean, like there's just no way. To, I mean, that's just thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. You're not going to be able to control that any more than you can control a concert. So, and the whole Pete Davidson thing, the fact that not just that they can't record it, they're not allowed to talk about it. Yeah, that's like, what's real bullshit. Like, like you're not allowed to going critique to... me. Yeah, and how are people going to recommend, like, oh, he's a great comedian, I, or, oh, he's Should tough. I go see his show? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, did you enjoy it? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and just the fact that, like, well, it's all because when he was in Florida and he said retard when he went off on the crowd and it went viral, and he took a bunch of shit for that, and I think now he's like... Well, you know, if I can try to make it to where they can't even talk about what I said, you know, and it's just, yeah. it, it, one, it seems extremely reactionary, and two, it's just like, it's just, dude, calm down. Dude, people are going to say shit, don't be so fucking sensitive, you know, it's like, it, it kind of comes off like he doesn't want to have his feelings hurt in public. Yeah, he he seems like a whiny little titty baby to me. Right, right. I so, like that. Never heard it before, but I like it. <laughs> never heard what? Titty baby. You never heard a titty baby? Nope. Like a crybaby? No. Have you ever heard of a poop knife? No. I I heard about this tonight at my buddy's before I was at my buddy's uh, before I came to record, and he told me a story about a poop knife. Okay, I, I'm not going to ask. But seriously, you've never heard the phrase titty baby? No. Okay. Well I mean, then, like, I, obviously I've heard, the, like, you suckling at the teat and stuff like like other kind of references, but I'm specifically titty baby? No, never. Well, it's something people say, like, when you're being a whiny little biatch, you're right, being a titty right. baby. It is what? funny as hell, though, when Finstock says bitch tits. It cracks me up every fucking oh. time. <laughs> Hey, I have a random question for you. What do you call the thing that you push around the grocery store and put groceries in? Shopping cart. Oh. What do you call it? A buggy. 
Oh, right on, right on. See, no, the buggy for us, the buggy would be like, like literally, like a little plastic kind of thing that you would push your kid in. Yeah. No, like, a buggy is the thing that you push around the the store and fill with groceries or whatever clothes wherever you're shopping. Yeah, it's a buggy. We say lots of things down here. Um, oh, that's cool. So yeah, so this was yeah, this was an interesting week in, in SEN Live. They talked about a variety of things. They they spent. I, I find that the big deviation from Collider Life seems to be that they spend far less time actually talking about whatever the news is of the day, um, which I love. I know. I, I don't really care. I mean, yeah, I couldn't give a fuck less about the news. Well, I, I would rather hear about their lives and what's going on yeah. with them, and um, you know, whatever happened that day, or them arguing over Tuna Mac. That's, oh, no that's, shit. I can't believe he got Winston to try the tuna mac. So fucking gross. That dude, nothing belongs in mac and cheese. Nothing. Well, I don't like mac and cheese, so. Oh, you're crazy. I'm sorry. I just don't. And so I don't really care what you put in it, but um, I'd rather you just throw it all in the trash can. So, but <laughs> when, I want Winston and Kate back together. Yeah, me too. Texas gold. Fave. They are or my no, fave. black gold Texas tea. <laughs> what? Yeah, remember when she said something about her bootay and he and he, he referenced it as black uh, black gold and Texas tea. I have no idea what y'all are, what you're talking about. That happened last week when they were uh, on together. Mm, okay, I don't remember this for some reason. But Texas oh. tea. Before we before we wrap up, I do have to ask, or not ask, I do have to say, Clark Wolf is delightful. Yes. And oh, I, so great. Uh, I love the fact that she can be as negative as negative can be, but she's going to be smiling and polite. Yeah. She's going to say please, and she's going to, you know, say no thank you. Um, it's just so cute. I really want her, Kate, and now Bonnie on all at the same time and just harass the shit out of Christian. That's what I want. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, send all the guys home and just let them beat up on Christian. No, <laughs> we, we gotta leave Ben Goddard there so Bonnie can make him turn red some more. Oh, that was great. Uh, and I don't know what's <laughs> going on with his hair. He needs a he needs the top of it cut or something because it Dude, was going he, crazy. He does look like a uh, like old girl from uh, Orange Is New Black. Boo? That was a good call. As he soon really as that was said, I was, I was like, like oh, "Yeah." <laughs> that was so freaking funny, and that I was. love that he didn't know who it was. He yeah, had to, like look it up. And you could tell he knew it was true, but he just wouldn't admit it. He couldn't bring himself to admit it. Oh. Well, so I'm looking forward to the spectacular, and I'm looking forward to this coming week. So I just can't wait to see what happens. Yeah. Oh. Yep. And uh, and they did, uh, they did uh, as always, we'll pick out, we pick out a couple of viewer questions. I was about to say, they did a couple of viewer questions. I was like, dude, the whole show is viewer questions, which yeah. I love. Um, I, I really love how the Christian has set up the format of the, the viewers dictating the conversation more so and it, and it's really cool. Um, but, uh, we, every week we select a couple that we, uh, we pose to ourselves questions 
And, uh, Kalen, you didn't remember this one coming in, but I can't remember the context, but someone had asked what the favorite solo musicians are to listen to. Um, what'd you come up with? I just don't even know. I am Um, all over the place when it comes to music. And of course you picked questions about music because to give you an idea of how all over the place I am with music, this is what I was listening to this morning on my car ride to work. Um, hang on, let me pull up the list. I know I was listening to some ludicrous and I was (laughs) listening to some like modern country music. And I was listening to some Lizzo. And I was listening to some Alanis Morissette. And I was listening to No Doubt. And, uh, let's see, song history. Uh, Mike Posner, Demi Lovato, uh, I said Ludacris, Dirks Bentley, Luke Combs, Dirks Bentley, Blake Shelton, The Goo Goo Dolls. Like, I'm all <laughs> over the place. This is I like, saw them once, terrible. T- Taylor Swift. Well, I just find random songs I like. I'm like, I like this song. Oh. I don't know who this is, but I like this That's song. Cool. Oh, cool. yesterday I was listening to Christmas music. I don't know. Oh I'm all God. over the place. And I don't follow any, like, I'm not a CD collector or a, a record collector yeah. or anything. I just find random songs I like. And so I just suck at answering this question. <laughs> Well, I, I, I got four, and they're the top four solo that I listen to in this order. Um, Adele, I fucking love Adele so much. Um, Christina Perry, still one of the most fun concerts I've ever been to. Um, I don't know who that is. She's great. I'll send you, after we're done here, for real, I'll send you a link to one of her songs. She's so amazing. Um, okay. Frank Sinatra and Harry Connick Jr., Ooh, Harry Connick Jr. is amazing live. You've got to see him yeah. in concert if you ever can. Oh, I want too bad. Ooh, James Taylor, too. I fucking love James Taylor. I figured you were going to say, one time you talked about someone, the son of someone. Third. Hank the Third, yeah. 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 Yeah, he's definitely in there, too. I've seen him a lot live so fun one time i saw him live and i've got it on video too it was in indianapolis um because he he didn't care if fans recorded so i'd bring in like an actual camcorder a handheld camcorder like that fits in the palm of your hand you know and i'd record shows and shit this was in 2006 and uh was in indianapolis and i just happened to zoom in on him right at this moment and He's doing a song, and then he goes over to his uh, his stack, which is the speakers and, and amp, where he plugs in his guitar and all that stuff. He picks something up, comes back up, like, and he does something with it. And I never really paid attention, but my buddy, having he knows what's going on more than I do sometimes. He knew right away. And he's like, dude, he's like, dude, he's doing Coke right there. And I'm like, what? (gasps) And he's like, yeah, watch, rewind it. And clear as day. You know how like in some of the movies people have like, it's like some sort of little capsule thing and they break it in half and then sniff. Yeah. That's what he did. And it was full (gasps) of Coke. 
He did and, cocaine on stage? Yeah, dude. And oh. uh, it smokes joints on stage, and st- which is a lot less than, you know, as far as category stuff than coke. But yeah, like, he busts it open, and he sniffs it, and then they're still playing, and it's it's in the it's in the instrumental part, but the chorus or but the verse or chorus is getting ready to come up. He sniffs it, and then I shit you not, this is exactly what it sounded like. And, and that was it, dude. And then and then like you know, about twenty seconds later, he went right back into singing the song again, and it's just like, yep. Good call, dude. He totally did blow right there, dude. And and that whole little gibberish bit right after was great. But well, I've as, seen him do a lot of kick-ass shit at live shows. Good times. Well, but yes, Hank 3. As a Hank Williams, that is not surprising at all. Yeah. Hank Sr. is the fucking master. Um, I think Hank Sr.'s mojo skipped over Hank Jr. and went right to third. I'm not the biggest Jr. fan. My dad is a huge Jr. fan, so I grew up listening to Jr. But Hank Williams and Hank 3, man, they strike the chord for me. Well, they're uh, they're all kind of known for their um, partying, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, So, yeah, that doesn't shock me all, all, Um, all that much. Man, oh, I I, I'm I'm trying so I'm not going to do it, but it's you don't understand like how hard I'm having to restrain myself from just like going into about a a 15 minute uh, rambling session about shit that happened at Hank three shows, dude. Because I mean, fucking a lot of crazy cool Whoa. shit, dude. At multiple ones, awesome. Spread, spread the stories out. We'll we'll reserve them for future episodes. Sounds good. <laughs> that was number one. Again. Anytime yeah. we bring up music, you tell a Hank the Third story. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> I know we both just. I'm I'm gonna leave that in too. We'll do the yeah. Anyway, that was. <laughs> Is that Kaylin? Did we just have our first like one-on-one uncomfortable silence with each other? Yes. I was like, is he going to lead us into the next thing, or am I? Oh, I was waiting for you to tell me that I'm looking good today. (laughs) Completely different, uncomfortable silence. Mm. Off, Kaylin. Now I'm going to look like a complete jerk off. (laughs) Why? Oh, nothing. I don't know. I don't know what's going on right now. Well, we maybe should just end it right here. I don't, uh, uh, no, we got one more thing to go, uh, and, and it has to do with music, too. Um, Because they were also talking about best road trip songs, and one of them said Freebird, which was one I would have said right away. Great song. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard Freebird all the way through. Oh, it's a great song. Um, but I put down Uneasy Rider. Uh, that song's great. And, uh, anything by the Grateful Dead and Golden Oldies, just like put it on the Golden Oldies station and let it play. Um, but. I'm thinking like Journey. I thought Journey too. I love me some Don't Stop Believing. 
Yeah, I do too. And faithfully, I've been seeing, I've had faithful, yeah, excuse me. I've had faithfully stuck in my head for about a week now. It's just, I love the song, but it's just, it's annoying the hell out yeah. of me. You're like, I want to sing something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other good, if, if the other person in the car knows the words, some more good music is Queen yeah. and any sort of, Disney animated uh, soundtrack like The Lion King. Okay. <laughs> right on, man. I, you know, cool, dude. That's cool. That's I was cool. expecting you to say no to that. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to be nice. You know, Mama said he ain't got nothing nice to say. Don't say nothing at all. That's from Bambi. And thanks very much. The movie that scarred my life forever yeah. and, and turned me off to Disney animated classics. That's cool. But most mornings while we get ready for work, <laughs> we listen to various Disney songs. Yeah, that's cool. And you're and you got you know, you got the new the new baby too, so I'm sure it, <laughs> that's I'm sure she's really liking that, even though she's a baby. She's liking it and then she's gonna grow up and Lion King Simba's Pride is going to be her favorite movie of all time. And <laughs> um, So just today, Darren was telling me, so one of us will start singing a song and the other one will pick it up. Like, and it, it may be 30 seconds later or something, but just because you heard the other one singing it. And he said it's funny because he'll start singing and then he always hears me singing back up. Even if I'm like across the house, <laughs> he can hear That's me singing awesome. it. Yeah. That's it's great. A, and it's funny. Sometimes we'll both start singing a song at the same moment that we were not singing pr- prior. And I don't know. It's like when you're with someone for so long, you just start reading each other's mind. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, all, one more that just popped in my head is Wagon Wheel by uh, Old Crow Medicine Show. Love that song. That's a song I used to play for... Uh, uh, for Mike Check, when when I, I've played a few shows of my music and shit, but that's oh, wow. that's a song I would play as my Mike Check for my Mike um, Check. So love that I song. Th- I think I've heard their version once, but I've of course heard the Darius Rucker version seven hundred times. So fucking terrible. It, so it wasn't too terrible. bad the first like twenty times, but once you hear like it played and played and played, and at some point I'm right. like, I'm tired of this song. Radio yeah. stations ruin songs. Yes, they sure do. Uh, Terrible. But but it was a Bob Dylan song, right? But he had only written a part of it. Am Wagon I right? Wheel? Yeah, I he don't know. I'm going to have to look into that. He had written I'm, the Rocky Mama part, but he had not written the verses. He had written the, the chorus. And <clears> it was incomplete. And then, what's that band you just call, mentioned? Old Crow Medicine Show. Yeah, they finished the song. I'm going to have to look into that. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to check that out, see what's going on. I think it's Bob Dylan. I could be wrong about the artist, but it was definitely called Rock Me Mama. Hell yeah. Yeah. So Sweet. Now you have some homework. Hell yeah. Thanks a lot, Teach. It's due by 5 p.m. on Tuesday. Yep, whatever. Um <laughs> <laughs> And hell, guys! On that note, uh, thanks for thanks for listening this week. Uh, thanks for listening every week, and come back next week. Kaylin, where can the folks uh, find you at the on the social media? They can find me on Twitter at Kaylin Rose seven one five. That's K A L Y N R O S E seven one five. 
And y'all can find me on the Twitter at jwade1134. That is the letter J, W-A-D-E-1134. You can find this show as well as others on the Merc with the Movie blog feed on Anchor, as well as all of your other podcasting platforms, and on our YouTube channel, Merc with the Movie blog. Uh, you can follow Merc with the Movie blog on Twitter at MovieBlogMerc, and check out the website, MercWithTheMovieBlog.com. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us, everybody. Next week, uh, we've got, uh, we've got Laura Kelly scheduled to be on and we will talk with her about the big Schmodown event tomorrow and, uh, we'll find out what happened. Uh, and, and I'm excited. I know you are, aren't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that'll be fun to get to talk to her and, uh, Whatever happens, we'll get her perspective on it then. So uh, come back next week, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Be safe out there.